What is going on? This is Michael Hacker with the Hacker Outdoors podcast. Joey is still in Myrtle and will be joining us today from the Fortress of Solitude. We also have on our next guest, Brian Hacker, the other half of Hacker Brothers Adventures. We've pivoted a bit today and talked with Brian about surf travel and his dream destinations. Please let us know what you think and leave a review and hopefully we'll get Brian back on more often as we expand our reach to other guests. Without further ado, I present Brian and Joey. Brian, thank you for joining the Hacker Outdoors podcast. I said in the intro that you're the other half of the Hacker Brothers Adventures. So, um, you know, it's been a while since we've done a, a little bit more than sporadic adventuring. I figured it was a good opportunity to get you on and talk a little bit about surf travel and uh, kind of dream destinations for surfing. So welcome. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Michael. I'm glad to be part of the, the other half of Hacker Outdoors and Hacker Brothers travel and whatnot. Um, yeah, I was really looking forward to jumping on after watching, uh, you know, your past few with uh, Joe McCormick, who's going to be on shortly as well, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you. So, yeah. Uh, we're start. So, yeah, so Joe's actually texting. So he just got back from uh, a nice little bass outing. So he's making sure all the, I don't know, the swamp animals are off of him, I guess. <laughs> so we'll give him a few. Uh, he'll join when he's ready. Um, and that's fine. So, so Brian, you know, you've been surfing for, gosh, pretty much your entire adult life, right? Um, tell, tell us a little bit about how you got into it and what made you get into surfing. So funny enough, I'm not one of those people that started at a young age, um, as you know, you know, and we'll get into your story, I'm sure eventually as well, but you, my brother, Michael, and, uh, you know, your best friend at the time and one of my good friends now, Bob LaCorey, took me out probably when I was, I would say, 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a classic, you know, New Jersey summertime swell day, with perfect A-frames, four foot, offshore wind. Actually, I don't think there's any wind. I think it was glassy. And uh, yeah, that was the first time I ever went. And then from there, I was hooked. So I knew I wanted to do this forever and keep doing it as much as I can and kind of shape my life from there. No, that's a, that's a good, <laughs> I remember that day and I remember the subsequent days of um, trying to get people involved, right? It's difficult when you, you're an adult and you try and get into things and you and I, we, you know, obviously brothers, we came from the same background. When you don't do something as a kid and you started as an adult or almost as an adult, it's like, it's a whole different animal, right? Yeah. And I remember that's- watching Point Break as kids with you and, you know, we were always like, man, we want to do that one day. <laughs> yeah, we'd watch it. Uh, we watched Point Break. It, w- it was actually on Channel 11, uh, WB11, whatever it was back when we were kids. And they would play that Point Break movie twice a year on Memorial Day weekend and on Labor Day weekend. And we would always make sure we were home for when it was on TV because we didn't have actual, you know, physical copy of it. And it was always fun watching that kind of, you know, it transformed into something I do as an adult. Every year I watch it twice a year, usually on, on Memorial Day and uh, Labor Day weekends. So, yeah, and that, yeah. that aligns nicely, right, with uh, the James Bond marathons around Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? So it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. It, oh, when Donna falls asleep on the couch before me, um, you know, when we're watching TV late at night or whatever, I, I always put on a Bond movie and try and work my way through them incrementally, especially this time of year. I think it's... Uh, but like you, I, you know, I, I've tried to do Point Break twice a year, and I, I honestly have slacked, I'd say, since moving here, 
five years, right? It, like maybe once a year I'll get around to it. And usually I don't even have to finish it. Like I'll fast forward yeah. to a scene or like, you know, advance to a scene that I, I like and, and just watch it and, you know, get super like yeah. really excited about it and, and move on. Um, but as, as long as you see the, the scene where Bodhi does the layback barrel ride, I think, uh, I think you made the movie as, as far as you need to see it. Cause that, that scene is the scene that got me wanting to surf in the first place. Yeah, that's definitely one of the prime scenes. And then, of course, I like the whole skydiving thing, right? That's one of the main reasons why I went skydiving and, and loved doing it so much. Um, but, man, what a movie. And, and we we talked a little bit, and we talk a lot about, actually, um, doing things as adults. And you started touching on it before and getting into things. And I think it's so hard to fathom trying something new the older you get, right? Like we're not as nimble as we used to be. We're not these, to quote Point Break, you know, slaughtered, of course, we're not some rubbery little, you know, teenagers anymore, right? We're like, we wake up in the morning and we're hurting a bit. But um, mostly everything that we do today, we started together and we started pretty much as adults. So that's from, um, snowboarding to mm -hmm. surfing to mm -hmm. fly fishing to i mean we always fished but we never fly fished until adulthood right um i think there's a barrier of entry that people forget and that you they get nervous about right like you think you need all these tools and you know i listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot about things and um, they always talk about you know you need all this equipment to do all these different things and it's like you, you really don't i mean in the early days we had one one surfboard and we would go and we would take turns and there were days where we brought other people too i remember bringing sufi i remember bringing you know john i remember bringing a bunch of different people and, and we would all just hang out on the beach and uh, wait our turn right um yeah the barrier of entry wasn't there because one of us had broken through that barrier and wanted to share it with everybody else who yeah. now for the most part is really into it um but that brings us to the point. So, you know, you get to a certain point of surfing, right? And what made you want to travel and surf? I, I mean, that's, is that part of the evolution of it? Absolutely. So, you know, being an East Coast and furthermore, a Northeast Coast surfer, um, you know, being from New Jersey, uh, we, uh, we only probably get a month or so of, you know, uh, surfing and, and just board shorts. Um, you know, so every, everybody, you know, when, when you're a surfer, you, you need, you need to surf as much as you can in board shorts. That's what everyone wants. And in the tropics. Um, so, you know, there's a few integral trips that come with, with, uh, with surfing and surf travel that everyone always thinks of. And it, it kind of relates to me, in my opinion, to, uh, you know, the surf cinema. So a big part of surfing is, you know, where, where do you, you get, you know, where, where do you get your, where do you get your inspiration from? And, uh, you know, the early days before social media, we would watch surf videos and surf films and you'd see all these far-fetched places and, you know, kind of develop your, you know, your thirst for travel and thirst for wanting to try that, those specific waves. And, uh, you know, the, the first place I saw um, was in a movie or, you know, memorably was in a movie, uh, The Endless Summer 2. And that was Witches Rock, Costa Rica. And uh, so I knew I wanted to go to Costa Rica right away. And I was like, okay, these waves look, look so fun to me. You know, like I, as a young new surfer, the, you know, people 
talk about the reef pass locations and Hawaii and, you know, the Mentau East Islands and all the different places. And, you know, those seemed the one step out of reach for me at that point in my surfing career, you know, and uh, that's, that's why I was more interested in sand bottom spot as, as a play, first place I wanted to travel to. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, which is rock, right? I mean, that's pretty iconic at this point, not just because yeah. of that. Didn't they visit that in that, um, what was it, that Jack, Jack Johnson so September sessions? They went to Witch's Rock, right? No, no, no. That was, uh, which, that was only in, um, they only went to the Montauwee's Islands in, in, uh, in that film. Oh, right. What I'm thinking is something There's else. There's a bunch of other Witch's Rock. But that was a great, great flick too, man. Yeah. September sessions really, uh, I mean, that was a time frame that you and I were Absolutely. really getting into it. That's my adult, my adult, you know, thirst was to go to Mentawi's and with the boys and, you know, stand on the island of, uh, you know, one of the islands or, or uh, you know, take a boat trip. Well, let's, let's come back to that for a minute, because I think that would be cool to talk about kind of dream destinations. Um, but so you you had this dream of, of going to Witch's Rock in Costa Rica over actually going to Hawaii or going to you know, some of these other rocky or reef bottom um, locations. How long did it take you to get there? How long after, you know, kind of putting it in your head, did you get there? And, and what was that process like for you? Let me pause you right there. And we'll, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I was, I guess I was 19, I, um, a friend of mine was starting to shape surfboards and I, I had him shape me a board. Um, and then when he shaped me the board, I started surfing with him and his friends. And this is actually a friend, old friend of, uh, yours as well, Michael, uh, Chris Kirk. And, uh, in surfing with his whole crew of surfers, um, you know, for that, basically for that first, uh, the first it was, it was winter and spring actually when i first really got into it so i had to buy five mil wetsuit and then jumped right into the lines lines uh lines den with this uh certain big winter swells when i was first really getting into it get my ass kicked but uh they planned a trip to costa rica and uh bobby lacory and i got invited to go because they needed two more people um now i won't i should i spot name in this i don't know if i should no so so is this uh, we we try our hardest not to yeah spot yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't drop spots and ladies and gentlemen there's joey mccormick fresh from the uh bayous of south carolina he's joined us yeah. as well um yeah but definitely don't spot for of course so I, i'll never do this, uh, especially local here in jersey we were talking about spots and whatnot but um so we end up um on it's it's pretty well known beach now you know 12 years later um but back then it wasn't so you know but basically we jumped in this trip um it was it was you know being it was already planned and i think we were leaving within two weeks with most of my trips were are planned that way by the way when it comes to surf trips we'll get into that later watch the waves yeah but uh so we jumped in and um within within a week we we were flying out to to san jose and uh from there it was uh you know, it was, it was interesting. So basically I, I didn't go, I didn't fly with the board my first time because I was, you know, pretty new at, at surfing and surf travel. So I figured I'd just rent a board down there and kind of figure out, you know, find my feet while I'm down there. Yeah. Um, so we fly in uh, with, I didn't know three of the six people we went with. So, which is also can be a trip on a, on a 
on a trip Jeez. when you're traveling for over seven days with somebody um, <laughs> to, to the jungles. And uh, it was it was it was fun. But we, we meet these people in, in the airport and uh, two, two of the guys were coming from New York and uh, they, they, you know, it was a, I think it was a 3 a.m. flight or a 4 a.m. flight or something like that. And uh, we all get there. We all convene and we all kind of just, you know, give each other head nods in the middle of the night. And we all end up sitting next to each other and hanging on the airplane and getting to know each other a little bit. But um, when we get there, we had to drive, I think it was six hours from San Jose to where we were going. Yeah, that's and that's a wild ride, right? Because you yes. got to go where you're going. You're going up and around. Yeah. Yep. Up and down the, the the volcanoes and mountains and on the cliff rides. And this is you know, this is pre-development. So before they had all the contracts to redo all the roads in Costa Rica, so everything you know was all dirt and rocks and and fallouts and it was it was an interesting ride. But uh, when we got to where we were going, it was late because yeah. you know six hours you know during the rainy season um so the roads were you know certain roads you couldn't go down and whatnot and um so when we got there it was thunderstorming and we're in the middle of the jungle trying to find a, a house we rented in the middle of you know pro- it was actually you know i would say right on the beach just on the other side of uh of you know they have on the beach man <laughs> yeah in, in costa rica they have they have, areas have a rule where where you can go um you can't build within a certain distance of the beach yeah so so basically we were right right on the other side of that that area where we can't build and uh it was you know middle of the night we show up it's middle of the thunderstorm which you know to me looked like jurassic park with giant you know jungle trees and lightning bolts flashing everywhere and you have no idea what you're doing and uh you know i think it was like 10 or 11 p.m so we all got inside the house uh which was beautiful by the way so you can back then especially you could rent these huge houses for for nothing yeah and uh we had a security guard and and uh and that next morning we woke up me and bobby woke up at like 4 a.m and uh we didn't even go to the beach we we started looking for (laughs) walking around the jungle town looking for a uh for a board rental place we found it and uh somehow the guy I don't know what he was doing. He must have woke up to go check the surf. And he's like, he's like yeah, I'll rent boards to you. And he wasn't even uh, open yet. So he opened the shop, rented two boards to us. And we went back to the house and we were in the water before 6 a.m. Let me ask you, uh, what, what kind of shape were the boards in, the rental boards? Were they pretty decent or were they pretty uh, so, banged up? <laughs> being, what year was it? Uh, being the, you know, early, mid-2000s, um, the boards were pretty shot. So, but I, glass it, was, fins. it was, it was glass fins. Um, I, I actually ended up renting two boards. So the first one I had, uh, I swapped it halfway through, which they had no problem letting me do. But, uh, the first one we had, uh, well, I had, Oh God, dog attack was basically a, uh, it was a, a swallowtail, but, um, tri fin. And it was, I think it was like six, six. And it was it was a nice shape. I don't remember the, the brand, but it was, it was some off brand from um, from either Europe or, or Italy. And uh, what was your thought, like you and you? So you you have the board, you you're obviously on the beach pretty much already. Do you jump right in? So like you've been you've been on site for what? Not even six hours at this point. Yeah, 
we, I mean, we, we barely slept at that point because, you know, we, we get to the house, we had uh, road sodas the whole way, you know, you know to, to the house on, on the drive. So, I mean, that's, 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 you, you need road sodas to get that, yeah, that I mean, courage flowing, you know? Loaded. There's, there's a famous picture of uh, me and Bob in the back of, uh, in the back of the van we rented uh, with, with giant uh, boxes. We had, we had like a pallet. Oh, I know the picture. I know the picture. I know the picture. And, and Pilsens. And uh, the, Imperials, I think we got halfway through the through the through the crate we had, and uh, it was it was a fun night. But you know, so we were uh, by the time we got to the house, we were, we were ready to crash. Um, yeah, I bet. But and, so uh, you, you're going on no sleep at this point. You're, yeah, yeah. You're you're probably half in the bag. Your your cousin Joe par- partying in the south, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're about to go surf a break. <laughs> Cir- circa two thousand eight. Let, let's 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 be uh, let's all right, be all right. clear here. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe so even maybe. a little bit before that. <laughs> so we we walk out and straight straight up in the house. There's like a jungle path, which goes you know goes through a jungle, goes through a stream bed, which I will touch on later. But it goes through a stream bed, which you know you have to you know waist high and going through, which you know was a terrible idea in my perspective, which I'm sure you guys understand with uh, the crocodile problem that. Oh there. yes. And then uh, we uh, you have to go through like a quick marsh, and then you're on the beach. And um, we're on the beach, and we see surfers down down the beach, which is south. And we're on the north the north side. Was it south? No, no, I'm sorry. We're on the south side. So we see surfers on the north. And we uh, we the peak looks okay where we were, and we're like, all right, we're not going to jump in and surf, you know, with with the crowd at this point, you know. So we as a as a group, I think there was four of us at this point. I think two people slept in. We paddled out right in front of our entrance. And um, so we surf, we get out there. First of all, the, the paddle out was took forever because th- this spot is huge and the, there's a huge field of white water um, that you got to go through. And I have to jump off again. Yeah, no problem, Brian. Good luck. That's all right. Me and Michael will dance naked to, in front of the camera. To, to be continued. So I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about that. I, I, yeah. Joe, you've never done any travel surfing, have you? Or surf travel? Oh, no surf travel. Um, didn't didn't get to do that one. Always wanted to get down to Costa Rica or Tortola was a big uh, place I wanted to go just because of the I, clean water and I warm be honest, temperatures. I, we did not like Tortola. It it creeped us out to a certain extent. Um, it was not at all what I had expected. I loved St. Thomas, um, but Tortola was just like, I don't know what it was. Like it, we, we were looking at waves and there was really nothing going. My buddy went to Barbados a number of years ago and he had so, a heck of a time in Barbados. So Tortola doesn't always break. There's certain months and um, you got to plan it right. But when it does, it, it's good. And it's, it's good at all levels. You know, there's entry level waves, um, intermediate on up to you know advanced but like i said it, it's not a a constant break you just really gotta be there at the right time um, yeah and and we definitely weren't for sure but i mean you it, it's usually you know like anywhere else winter you gotta be down there in the winter and um yeah. it will go off it's, it's maybe i shouldn't have spot drop because it's somewhat of a little bit of a secret it's a little bit more well-known now um yeah well i well we we can we can leave I mean, that out maybe well, there's like 
little. It's not like you're saying an actual. You're not saying a spot. Yeah, I'm not going to say spots, but you know, we Brian and I always talk about um, these spots off the coast, right? We we say that you know, like out out off of the coast of California, you have these very famous deep water spots. Yeah, and we say there has to be places like that here along the East Coast that just nobody knows. They're, they're, um, what's his name? Brian, another guy's name. Um, Ben Gray, who's just out in Oregon with him or surfing big waves. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he surfed a wave like that up off the coast of, was it Massachusetts or was it way up Long Island? Like out there, a big, huge break where it's deep yeah. water to shallow, like huge wave. Um, they're there you just got to find them well and that's the thing too is is the waves like that they only hit at certain times and uh-huh. you know right conditions but we there was one in, uh, in i'm not going to drop it but there's one in um new england we'll say and it, it when it hits it hits i saw a video yeah. of it years ago and i have not seen anything again but you know this i'm not a big wave surfer guy you know i respect those who do it i'm not trying to lose life or limb trying to get that adrenaline pumping um i think brian would disagree i think he'd probably you know do some of those some of those 30 foot faces 40 foot faces where they're telling him that is uh that can be scary stuff well there's like that spot if you remember the movie step into the liquid oh yeah that's that spot off the california coast what is it cortez's bank i think it's called yeah I haven't heard about that place breaking a lot lately. Maybe Brian would know better if it has, but that was a spot there for a while where, you know, it was breaking and they were getting huge swells, but I haven't seen a lot of footage of it lately. You know, it's, you know, those big wave guys, they track the storms and, you know, they look at their maps and, you know, like Nazareth and or Nazarene, however you say it, and and they're just playing around that. Yeah. Yeah, my stepfather and his mother went to Nazarene two years ago. They were there. And uh, when you actually see, you know, because they went up on that, uh, I think it's a lighthouse, and you see the pictures of how high that is and where, the, where the, the shore is, I mean, it really puts in perspective how huge it gets there. I mean, nuts. That place uh, is out of control. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, just like Jaws. I mean, in Hawaii, I mean, it will break real quick and it, it, it comes and goes as, you know, as quick as it happens. What well, did you see? Did you see this guy, um, Rob Kelly, Brian sent it to me, a stab article, Rob Kelly surf might've won this year's XXM award, East coast, United States of America, 99.9% sure that's here in Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. what a wave, man. And this was what December 1st it was posted. So, yeah. um, you know, we get them. And I'm sure oh, yeah. they're up and down the coast. It's just, you know, in these deep water spots too, right? Oh, yeah. Like I, when we were striper fishing, um, me and the nephews, we, we were watching these waves just come in and they were far enough out there where if I was surfing, I'd be like, I probably wouldn't paddle to that. That's like, that is a long way to go to get out to those waves that were breaking. But, um, well, you know, for years, Jer- Jersey was kind of like a hidden gem. People that know how, amazing the surf gets there um in the past couple of years it's definitely you know been put on the map but i mean what was it a year and a half ago two years ago they had a massive swell and, and kelly slater was out there with the guys i mean yeah. some of those waves they were getting were just bombs absolute bombs 
Uh -oh. Did we lose B? Uh, he's just not on video or audio at the moment. He is presently predisposed with other, we'll say, activities that are going on. Um, yeah. And then, of course, your your video is gone now, Joe. Oh. Um, there we go. So, yeah, I, I remember that. I remember the Kelly Slater thing. And, um, you know, we have that storm. Hammer here. Oh, yeah, Hammer, Bing Gravy. I mean, you got Kelly, Rob Kelly. Um, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. There's a whole bunch of them, just rippers, absolute rippers. I yeah. Mean, well, there was back, Jamie back in the day. Was out there, what, last winter and just caught the good swell. I mean, Jersey definitely gets the swell, man. Yeah, when, and, when we get it. But we have enough coastline. Like I said, before in other episodes, you know, the Jersey Shore is thought of one way and it's really the other, in my opinion. Yeah, but when we when we get the swells right, right, we have the coastline to to hit all different types. Um, I, I won't spot burn, but I remember, you know, one of my first, I'll say, I'll call it winter surfing experience. It was it was intense, man. Uh, right along a pier, and it, I mean, the number of guys out there was just insane. And I was newbie, like right, I was low on the pecking order. I was not dropping in on anybody. I was not, you know, taking spots away from anyone on the lineup, and watching these guys out there do their thing um you know i don't know who they were but these guys could really rip it and um throughout the years just watching these pros come out here and just do their thing as well and they, you know they, they do it in long island right they'll do it up and down the coast but um i don't know I just hopefully the army corps of engineers don't destroy it too much no but if you watch the famous 80s movie the north shore you know at the <laughs> end of it um Oh my God, I'm playing on what this character's name is. Is going back to New York for art school and they give him a surfboard. And he's like, Man, I can't take that to where I'm going. There's no waves. Meanwhile, there is waves in New York, you know? People, <laughs> it definitely gets serious, sir. But I think that's because people, you know, they associate surfing with warm weather, but in all reality, the best swells come in the winter. And that's throughout the world, you know? You go to the North Shore in the summer, it's it, it's 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 flat, you know. I mean, sure yeah. they'll get waves occasionally, but they're not getting that surf you see. I mean, that, that, yeah. that's that's now. You know, that happens from you know the big rush in the North Shore starts, you know, before Halloween and lasts through February. I mean, Pipe Masters is going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Brian keeps texting me about that um, every day. Hey, you watching? <laughs> I don't have. Um... The, for some reason, the World Surf League's app is not well, on my Android on, TV. You can watch it on um, Facebook, Facebook Live through the oh, World no Surf League site. Yeah, that's what I usually do. That's good to know. And and for the record, you're talking specifically about Rick, the character from there. Yeah, um, Rick. from North Shore. That was a great movie. If no one's, if none of you have seen that, please <laughs> do yourself a favor. Oh, it's a uh, big Wednesday with Gary Busey. Number one in my. <laughs> Have you seen that? One? No, no, I haven't. I didn't know what you're talking about, though. Find Big yeah. Wednesday, whatever streaming service you use, and watch Big Wednesday. Your life will change. It, Add it's, it's, it to the list. I'm amazing. I'm sure BC now. Big Wednesday. Yeah, just. Oh Gary, no, no, I have seen this. All right, I didn't forget Gary Busey's in that man. Holy cow. And he actually surfed too. That was actually him surfing. Gary Busey can surf. Little knows that. This is a long man. That's just bringing Rick it back. King. 
I mean, he's no Rick Kane from the Arizona Wave Pool, but Gary no. can hold his own. No. It's um, kind of crazy to see where uh, Wave Pool surfing's came since since the the good old North Shore, you know. Yeah. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about. We'll, we'll interject in here into other things. So, tell us a little bit about your uh, your bass fishing palooza today. Well, well, we went into the wilds of South Carolina, the Waccamaw River. The wilds. Gorgeous. The wilds. You feel like you're in the wilds. It's a was it a national refuge? Is that yeah, national refuge? Yeah. Absolutely beautiful and packed full of history. And and there's huge bass on there. Um you know, people when they think South Carolina, they think uh you know, Santee Cooper and other lakes, but this river system down here definitely holds them. I mean, they're there and they're big. Um, the Bassmaster Elite Series has had several events out of Winnea Bay, which, you know, they would be fishing that river, the Waccamaw, or they can go down to Santee Cooper. And uh, they're in there. Um, we were out there today. I think the water temperature was still 62, 64 in the river. Some spots are a little bit warmer. Um, well, it, it, tell, you know, if you can jump in, you you and I had a phone call a little bit earlier, um, and you were telling me about how because it's cold, the alligators are hibernating, and so, because of that, you guys, not that you were going to, but the hunting of alligators does not occur when it's too cold because they're harder to get. Now, I had well, no I also idea. I think that, there's a season on them, too. To oh, there's an alligator season. I believe so. There's a time when you can. Um, I think it ends in October, he said. But this time of year, when it gets cold out, um, they'll do like a quote-unquote type of hibernation where they'll go dig themselves like into the mud up on the banks to keep warm. You know, they dig like a hole in the mud. But like he said, you know, Sunday, I think it's supposed to be in the low 70s. When it warms up like that, they will come out. But when it gets cold, he said they're very lethargic and very almost approachable they're so just uh, now would you ever approach an alligator let's be honest (laughs) hell no he was telling me how they hunt them down here and it was the balls craziest thing i've ever heard absolutely balls crazy how they hunt these things let's let's come back to that because brian's rejoining us so for everyone who has stuck with joe's uh southern adventure story uh, we got tiggers we'll we'll come back to that so so brian you you we're in Costa Rica, you're getting to the lineup and, you know, you're, you know, say a novice surfer at this point, yes, right? Absolutely. Um, what's going through your head? And, and, you know, this is a spot you've never been to before. You know, what yeah, are you, so what are you on doing? On the paddle out, uh, the, the one tip someone gave me was like, you know, uh, shuffle your feet when you're, when you're walking on the inside. Um, and you're that's because call that the old stingray shuffle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, no. And uh, funny enough, I, I know so many years later, that guy actually got tagged by a stingray and had to go to the emergency room at the same spot I was at. It's a friend's, uh, I think it was a friend's sister. But um, so that was my first thought. Second thought was, you know, this paddle out t- is taking forever. And I had to duck dive a gajillion times to get out there. And uh, by the time we got out there, my arms were dead because, you know, you, you surf in Jersey, you know, like you're uh, quick paddle out you're, you're out in the lineup you know you might duck dive twice and depending on how cold it is you know it kind of changes yeah. the you know how hard the paddle out is or how big the waves are but you know regardless it's, it's not like nothing compares so i get out there and it was it was a solid south swell day 
in in Central America. So it was it had to be double overhead, and I was just a, a buoy for for an hour, just trying to catch my breath. And uh, I don't know if any any of the guys even got any waves. I think I think Gene um, from Essence Surf, uh, Gene Wall, Eugene Wall. Uh, I think he I, th- I think he got a bunch of waves uh, that that day, like you know, madman settled in. And he is, he's, he's the one who'll set out the back and wait for the biggest ones to roll through. And that carries through to Hawaii, which we'll get to the stories about Hawaii at another time, I'm sure. But, um, he, uh, yeah. So that first session, I, I was just a buoy. I think, I think I went on two waves, you know, got to my feet, maybe went over the falls and that was pretty much it. Um, that was pretty much it. Huh. Well, so you went back to Costa Rica one more time and you've gone on to Hawaii, like you said, um, you know, I want to, we're trying to keep these episodes a little bit truncated. Um, you know, some of the feedback we've received, but can you tell us a little bit about what are your dream destinations for surf trips? I I mean, you you know, we, we recently read the William Finnegan book, right? Uh, Barbarian days of surf. And it kind of rekindled that lust for, for travel. Um, but where are you thinking of, you know, where is your top place that you would like to go to and why? So I have two, on, I would say three on my mind that are consistently there. No, you know, like uh, the, the big ones in my head are uh, the Maldives and the Mentawis Islands. And the Maldives are, you know, it's more of a luxury trip. So you get to stay in a five-star, you know, the, you know, accommodations and bring, bring the wife along. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're sitting in life with luxury and then, you know, you just so happen to have a, you know, world-class wave that you get to, you know, jump on a shuttle to. Um, the other one is the Mentawis, which would be a fantastic trip with the boys, you know, you go on a boat trip or you go to the, um, the Kandui resort or one of those resorts that are out there, uh, P pass or wherever it is. And, you know, you just, you park and you surf. It's, it's literally Disneyland for surfers. Um, I- Favorite that's, surf that's, are these two. Favorite yeah. surf movie. Big Wednesday or North Shore? Ooh. That's tough. See, I like, mean, if, Gary if, I, if you want fun and campy, you're going to watch North Shore. But if you're going to watch, like, legitimate earning your stripes surf movie, you're watching Big Wednesday. See, and, yeah. But Big, Big Wednesday reminds me of... Uh, you know, here in, in Jersey, like I remember having my first legitimate hurricane surf session when I really kind of figured out surfing and I was able to really get good waves. And, and I remember like having that kind of feeling and thinking about Big Wednesday of, of when uh, the final scene when he surfs Big Wednesday on the final day at the reef. Um, I remember thinking to myself, like, you know, that I kind of I'm there now. I get it. I know how to surf and, you know, I can negotiate a, a big day where it's, you know, maxing out Jersey where, you know, you got to dodge the closeout sets and the outsiders and the you know, ones that swing a little wide. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I like big Wednesday too. I don't know. I don't know which one I like better. Big Wednesday for me. I mean, you got the Maticus, you, got, you got Gary Busey. I mean, Gary Busey. No, Gary. Gary Busey. That's, that's all you need to know. It's a madman. Um, that was actually him surfing in that movie. People don't know he can actually. No, yeah, surf. he shreds. He shreds. He still surfs Malibu, I heard. Does he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always just think of him in Entourage, right? His crazy character, right? Like which was, was in Malibu. Which is in Malibu, yeah. And he was an artist, and so I'm sure I think he is actually an artist. Um, Gary Busey, man, yeah, Big He's Wednesday. A, 
the movie. He's an absolute madman in that too. <laughs> well, Brian, we we appreciate you jumping on, man, and uh, you know we're sorry you had to take care of some uh, other engagements. We'll say uh, in the midst here, so uh, we'll definitely have you back on, and we would love to chat with you a little bit more about um, some of our other wonderful uh, hobbies, maybe a little bit of snowboarding. Um, Joey has a lot to talk about as far as that goes as well. I see him Montana. smiling at me. Montana. Yeah. Um, so Montana. thank you, bro. Montana. Joe, right, Joe, Brian, thanks for joining us, man. Um, have a good night, everyone, and a great weekend. Right. See you next I'm week. You as well. Well. I touched a lot of Spanish moss, so. <laughs> good luck with the triggers. I don't think I got any, but you never know. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> No, highly, highly do not recommend ever getting them. It is horrendous. Well, if, if this was a rated R show, I could tell you what my my boater said today. <laughs> we'll no, leave that we'll, for another day. We'll leave, we'll leave that for private conversation. All right, boys. Later. Much love. All right, Later. All right. Bye. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Bye. All right, so that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Joey McCormick. If you liked what you heard, please give us a rating on whatever platform you are listening to or watching this on. Please check out the show notes below for some links about the topics we discussed today. So I thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk again next week. Take care.